0: Welcome to Daily Grace. We believe that the Bible is true, trustworthy, and timeless. And we want to help women like you know and love God's Word. The Bible shows us who God is, and who He is changes everything. My name is Joanna. And I'm Stephanie. Come join us as we chat about
1: the truth of God's Word in our everyday lives. Resolutions and goals are popular during this time of year. Do you have any? Some of us may shy away from making personal goals because goals seem self-promoting and worldly. But we believe that we are called to glorify God in everything we do. So that means we should be intentional in every area of our lives. Today, we talk about how goals can help us be intentional. Goals can help us use our time, talents, and resources to love God and love others. Goals can help us glorify God in everything we do. Come on and join us.
0: Hey, everybody. We are back again. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Daily Grace. This is Joanna, and I'm here with Stephanie. Hello, hello. So we are very excited to be back with you all here in 2020. I know we got to talk with you last week with Asherita, and that was super fun. And now it's just back to the two of us. Mm -hmm. So today we are going to be talking about a very hot topic here in the new year, and that is goal setting. Mm -hmm. And should we do it as believers? How do we set goals that are God-honoring and God-glorifying? And just what does that look like in the day-to-day nitty-gritty of... life. But before we get into that, Stephanie, what was a favorite thing of yours for this week? So our family actually got to go
1: down to Sandustin, Florida. Have you ever been? I have, yeah. It's so beautiful there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the army put us up in the Hilton and my husband and I got to lead a marriage retreat for some soldiers in our um, battalion. So it was just a fun little getaway for our family, but also, you know, investing in
0: those around us. So- Yeah, that was definitely a favorite thing. How about you? That's awesome. I love (laughs) it. Well, let's see. Stephanie, you actually introduced me to this week's favorite thing. (laughs) So it is a music group called Salos, spelled P-S-A-L-L-O-S. And they have really unique music. And what's really cool about it is a lot of it is just straight scripture. Mm -hmm. Um, So they have several albums, one that goes through the book of Romans, one that goes through Hebrews, one through Jude. Yeah. And it just has these different songs that walk through scripture. And a lot of it is word for word straight from the Bible. And so it's a really great way if you are studying through one of those books to help accompany your study time.
1: Yeah, I really love that group. And I was actually neighbors with Cody, who's I think one of the lead singers and he's like a composer and stuff. So Very I, cool. yeah, I love their heart and just their love for God's word and God's people. So highly encourage everyone to check them out. But yeah, like Joanna said, today we are talking about goals and you know in light of the new year we thought it would be helpful to kind of dig deeper into this topic we actually looked at goals in our interview with laura casey which was episode 38 Mm -hmm. but honestly 50 minutes was just not enough time so much to say yeah (laughs) there are just so many different layers to this conversation and so we hope to explore it a bit more today and you know as i was thinking about the new year and my personal goals for 2020 I immediately thought of Matthew six thirty three, which, I mean, many of you are familiar with. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And I think this is a common verse that can kind of challenge believers when they think about goal setting. It may even discourage us from the whole idea of goal setting, you know, with our culture that kind of promotes being your own boss and mm-hmm. one that kind of glorifies the hustle It can be tempting to just avoid it all and not give it any thought and just say, hey, seek first the kingdom of God. That's it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, if we really want to get to the heart of the matter, then we shouldn't just push it aside. Because here's the thing. This verse tells us that we're told to seek. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about that, you know, Christians are not called to live without drive or passion. And I actually think this verse offers us a framework for how we can think and approach goals in a God glorifying way. Because think about it. Imagine a person with no drive or resolve. You know, you may be envisioning someone who is really lifeless or someone who is probably not making the most of their time. And I truly do believe that that shouldn't characterize the life of a believer because Mm -hmm. our union with Christ You know, allows us to rejoice always, to live with love and joy and peace. And we should be people who strive to be good stewards of our time and resources. We should be people who live with resolve. And practically speaking, setting goals helps us do that. So that's what we want to talk about today. That's our reality, right? We have time and resources that we're going to use in some way, and we want to use it in a way that falls in line with keeping the
0: kingdom of God first. So Yeah, I think you're right that there is kind of this temptation to just push back against goal setting, thinking like, oh, I don't want to get caught up in all of these cultural narratives or Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. But the truth is, we really need to evaluate this from more than a reactionary standpoint, right? We need to ask ourselves, are goals worth our time? Should Christians be a part of this goal setting thing that is honestly super popular, especially around the new year. And so I think that it's important for us to realize that there are some potential pitfalls Mm -hmm. of that kind of goal setting mindset. And so, you know, one is that it could get us into this self-help approach to life, right? It's this approach that says, if I can just do this or fix this thing or accomplish this goal, then I will be satisfied and then I will be successful and you know, the danger there is that we have to realize that our satisfaction is found in God alone. Mm-hmm. And we have to realize that our success is not defined by what we can accomplish or do. But our success comes from the fact that we are in Christ, that we have our identity in Him. And what we are called to do and called to evaluate is whether or not we are meeting that ultimate goal of glorifying God and growing in holiness, right? And that success, that kind of success of glorifying God and being sanctified, that's ultimately His success anyway, right? Because He's the one who works it in us. Yeah, And so there can be this danger of, Depending on ourselves in this goal setting mindset instead of depending on God, right? Instead of looking to Him as the one who helps us to grow and to become sanctified, to say, Mm -hmm. I can do it all myself. Um, And that's a dangerous place to be. It can cause us to just miss our need for Him.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I think that some other pitfalls is it could lead potentially to selfishness. You know, a lot of times, Popular goal setting is about doing what you want to do, what you need Mm -hmm. to do, what's right for you, and can be very self-centered and even lead us into worldliness. You know, a lot of popular goal setting trends want us to pursue the perfect body or, you know, whatever trendy thing is going on right now. And it can lead us into focusing on temporary things instead of eternal things. Mm -hmm. So those are just a few pitfalls that I thought of, but I think we have to realize we can't just say, all right, not setting goals then, because Mm -hmm. there are actually just as many dangers of not setting goals, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. So here's the deal. The truth is that we all have a lot of stuff going on, right? We all have things at home, maybe things with work, maybe things with kids. We have stuff that just has to be done. Mm -hmm. Our lives are, for the most part, busy. And I think that what we could potentially fall into is the danger of wasting time. You know, I think about Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 and 16. It says, look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Mm-hmm. And so there's this truth that, hey, our days are short, time is going by quickly, and we run the risk of wasting time if we are not intentional about prioritizing the things that we need to prioritize and making good use of our time. So, you know, when we don't have goals or a plan in place, it is remarkable how easy it is to feel so busy and accomplish absolutely nothing. That is important. (laughs) Have you ever experienced this? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's so true. (laughs) Yeah. And so what setting goals does is it allows us to be more intentional about the things that matter. You know, we have these T-shirts at the Daily Grace Co. and I think a mug, too, that says today matters for eternity. And it really is true that the things that we do, the way that we spend our time matters for all of eternity. So Mm -hmm. we need to be intentional about how we spend our time. I think another danger of not setting any kind of goals is I think it can put us at risk of being more susceptible to things like Burnout. Yeah. You know, because if you aren't setting goals, then maybe you don't have a way to help you decide how to use your time. And so you end up trying to do all the things because you're not sure what's important and what's not and how to Mm -hmm. manage your time Um, because we don't have any way to evaluate our productivity in the things that matter. I think also it can really make us more susceptible to temptation, Mm -hmm. um, especially when we have not ordered our time and set goals in such a way that we are prioritizing growing in the love and knowledge of God. Mm -hmm. And if we aren't doing that, which let's be honest, that can be an easy thing to get put to the wayside Mm -hmm. when we're not managing our time well. And if we're not doing that, we're more susceptible to things like temptation because we aren't actively trying to fight against the sin patterns in our lives.
1: Yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, I think goals are helpful for giving us a sense of direction. But I appreciated all that you said because there are potential dangers of goal setting and not goal setting. Yeah. And so <laughs> this could get kind of tricky. But I think your points clearly show us that it's really a matter of the heart and a matter of just real life, right? We have things we mm-hmm. need to do. And thinking back to Matthew six thirty three, I actually think that that verse shows us that the Lord knows that tension, right? If you're not familiar, that verse is kind of nestled in a passage where Jesus talks about anxiety over the very real needs we have in this world, like food and shelter. And I really appreciate that he addresses those things because it reminds us that the Lord knows that we are in this world and that just naturally requires us to do earthly things. Um, Work is a part of our rhythm and there are things that we need. And so he's not surprised that moms are spending many hours of their day preparing meals and snacks right. <laughs> and doing the laundry and the dishes. You know, those mundane tasks are actually part of the fabric that make up our everyday living. All of us, right? Sew and weep and toil and work. And we do consider the needs of our families today and tomorrow. And and I think that's right, but we can do those things out of trust instead of worry. Mm -hmm. And this verse shows us how to stay in that place of trusting in the Lord. And it's seeking his kingdom first. And, you know, I love how that word seek just implies this single-minded focus. And so really what it comes down to is a matter of what has captivated our hearts. So Joanna, can you flesh that out for us? How does a single-minded focus on the
0: kingdom of God kind of marry with our personal goals. Yeah. And I think that that phrase kingdom of God can be a little bit confusing too, Mm -hmm. right? Like, what does that mean to be seeking the kingdom of God? And you know, when scripture talks about the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven— It's talking about God's reign Mm -hmm. over all things, right? It's not just like a physical location, but it's actually his rule and reign. And so what that looks like, God's reign is where God redeems people, Mm -hmm. where he brings them to himself, where he rules in righteousness, And so the kingdom in one sense has already come, right? Christ brought it Mm -hmm. and we see him accomplishing it through his life, death, and resurrection, right? He is bringing people to himself. He is healing the sick. He is offering people salvation and giving them the good news. And so Mm -hmm. we see that work going on in our world today, right? People are coming to know the Lord. People are experiencing the healing and transformational love of God. Mm-hmm. Um, but in another sense, the kingdom is yet to come, and it will be fully consummated when Christ returns again. And that's when the salvation of God's people is made sight, right? When there will be mm-hmm. no more sin or pain or unrighteousness, and it all will be under Christ's rule. Mm-hmm. And so in the meantime, we are called to live in this in-between state in a way that we seek Christ's kingdom. And so seeking Christ's kingdom now, the kingdom of God, means that we are living in such a way that Christ's kingdom reigns in our hearts. Mm -hmm. And so we seek to live in the righteousness that he's called us to by his power. And we seek to join God in his reconciling work as we love our neighbors, that they would come to him. And we seek to glorify this king whose Mm -hmm. kingdom is coming so that people would turn to him in repentance. And so this is the goal of everything that we do is living for the advancement of God's kingdom that Mm -hmm. is already here and that will be fully realized at his second coming. And I think that simply another way that we can put that is that seeking the kingdom of God means that we are doing everything for his glory, Mm -hmm. that we are seeking to glorify him in all things. You know, 1 Corinthians 10 31 says, Whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is that we don't just seek God's kingdom by participating in a service project Mm -hmm. or by singing songs in church on Sunday morning or going on a mission trip, although those are all parts of it. But it actually means that we glorify God in things like eating our lunch and Mm -hmm. drinking and everything, Mm -hmm. everything that we do, we do to the glory of God. And so what that tells us and why this matters for goals is that every single area of our lives matters and matters for the kingdom. And that means we should be intentional in every single area of our lives. Right. This is why goal setting and not just setting goals of studying the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. This is why goal setting is a worthwhile endeavor. We're seeking to make the most of the time for the advancement of God's kingdom. And so as we set goals, I think that the big question that we can ask ourselves is, how can I use this area of my life, whatever area it might be, to love God and to love others?
1: As I seek to glorify him? Yeah, that's a great question. And I also often think of the first question in the Westminster Shorter Catechism, which says, man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever, which is what you were saying. And so Mm -hmm. I'll ask myself, okay, how does this chief end play out in the little moments of my life? You know, how do I glorify God in the many inglorious tasks and responsibilities that make up my life? Like, that's real life, right? <laughs> and these are important questions to ask and work through because you're right. The gospel applies to all of life, mm-hmm. even the different parts of our lives that feel unspiritual, like yeah. physical fitness or budgeting or changing diapers. Um, but the key is to have that single-minded focus driving you as you faithfully labor in the countless humdrum aspects of <laughs> life. And I love that you mentioned First Corinthians 10 31. That's one of the first verses that popped into my mind when I thought about this topic. But another verse that says kind of the same thing is Colossians 3.17 and which says, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And earlier this week, I actually read through Colossians 3, and I thought it succinctly fleshed out this idea of living with a single-minded focus on the kingdom of God. Because Paul says in Colossians 3, 1, to seek the things that are above, right? And then he actually goes on to talk about how that's done. And really, it's done by living in light of the resurrection. Mm-hmm. And that's what you said, right? The kingdom of God. I think of Matthew nineteen twenty eight that says, Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. So when I think of the kingdom of God, it's just this renewal of all things where Jesus is going to sit on his glorious throne. And and we can live with that future glorification in mind and, and live in light of that reality that's coming. And so... I think what we can do is have that future glorification in the eternal kingdom of God in mind and allowing that to impact how we live today. And Paul talks about in Colossians 3 how that's putting off the old self and putting on the new self and living out of our new identity in Christ that we can today. Like you said, we have, you know, that new reality in part today and it's going to be consummated um, later, but we do have that reality today. And so we work out of this new paradigm and that includes how
0: we approach our personal goals, right? Yeah. And it's so true that our hope is that our personal goals, the things that we desire and work toward and strive toward would all flow out of that single-minded focus. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to realize that this idea of centering everything we do on the kingdom of God and his glory, it's not going to come naturally if our hearts are not rooted in the kingdom of God. Yeah. You know, if we are directing our affections on the things of this world, That's where our goals are going to be rooted. That's where our motivations and desires are going to be rooted. But if we love God and His glory and His kingdom above all else, then the natural outpouring of that will be a life that reflects those loves, those Mm -hmm. affections. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing we all wrestle with this, right? It doesn't always happen naturally because we do have divided affections. Yeah. You know, I think the Christian life is a life of. Rooting out idols, these things that hold a greater place of affection in our hearts as we continually center our affections back on God.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so, you know, maybe in goal setting, a good place to start is setting Bible study goals, right? Setting goals to get into his word because that's where God reveals himself to us. That's where we can know him and therefore love him more. Mm And I would encourage you to go back and listen to episode 46, Setting Bible Study Goals, for some really practical ways to do that. But I would also say this. Don't wait on your desire to catch up to start evaluating your goals in light of the kingdom of God. Hmm. You know, like I said, we all wrestle with these divided affections, and our primary goal should be to delight in Him. You know, mm-hmm. I love this quote from George Mueller. He said, the first great and primary business to which I ought to attend every day is to have my soul happy in the Lord. And that's where everything else flows out of. But I think we have to realize that if we wait until that's perfect, until we are always love God more than everything else (laughs) until he is always our greatest desire before we try to live the rest of our lives for his glory, then we're never going to do it on this side of eternity because this life is a constant life of being sanctified, of having our hearts purified Mm -hmm. until the day when Christ does return and our affections will be completely undivided. So Mm -hmm. I would say as you are setting goals Keep that always at the forefront of seeking God, seeking to know Him and love Him, but don't wait for that to be perfected before you also look at the rest of your life and say, how can I be living for His glory? Yeah, this is where grace comes in, right? We desperately Mm -hmm. need grace every single day. So let's talk about how practically do we set God-glorifying goals. And I think, first of all, we have to get past this false idea that there is this sacred, secular divide, Mm, you know, that there are Christian things we do, and then there's everything else, that we do things for God, and the rest Mm -hmm. is just necessity, or it's just for us. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we are called to glorify God in everything that we do. That means that none of our lives in that case would be wasted All of life is sacred because we can live all of life for God's glory. Mm -hmm. And the gospel of Jesus Christ applies to every single part of it. So as you approach goal setting, here are some questions you can ask yourself. What has God given me to steward? Right. So take take an inventory of your life. Mm -hmm. Look around. Do you have kids? God has given you them to steward here on this earth. Maybe you have a job or neighbors. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have financial resources of some kind. All of those things God has given you to steward and use for his glory. What giftings do you have? What abilities or talents? Do you have a body? You are called to steward that. (laughs) Are you married? You have that relationship to steward. Maybe it's the life season that you're in. If you find yourself in a season of waiting, In times of suffering, believe it or not, God has given you those things to steward for his glory as well. Yeah. And so, as you look at these categories, a question you can ask yourself is how can I use my time, talents, and resources to love God and to love others? You know, we glorify God by loving him and doing what he commands us to do. And God's word tells us that all of his commands are summed up in love God and love others. Mm -hmm. And so as we evaluate our goals in life, we can say in every single area of my life, how can I use that area to love God and to love others? Mm -hmm. I think another way to frame it is by saying, how can I live out the gospel in each of these different areas? areas of my life Mm -hmm. so those are just kind of some initial questions to get you thinking and i think it's good to start with those instead of starting with the goal that you kind of want to set for yourself and then find a way that it's Mm -hmm. like a good christian goal start with the how do i actually do this in these different areas of my life you know ask god for wisdom As you evaluate what goals you should set, what goals you should put on hold, um, what goals you need to reevaluate and alter. And you Mm -hmm. know, don't be afraid to use practical wisdom here. Practical wisdom is a gift from God. So asking yourself (laughs) questions like Do I have time to do this? Is this the best use of my time? Is this going to be spreading myself too thin? Mm-hmm. And even streamlining your goals so that they work together and that you're not trying to do 50 huge things that all have to be done totally separately. Yeah. Um, so, we can use practical wisdom here. And, you know, I would actually highly recommend a book that I read earlier this year by Tim Challies. It's called Do More Better, mm-hmm. and it's really about productivity. But he is super organized and does such a great job and really talks about taking inventory of your life like this and breaking your life into these different categories mm-hmm. and just saying, okay, what do I have here? How can I make the best use of the time to glorify God in these areas? And one thing that he recommends is starting out by writing like a vision statement or a mm-hmm. mission statement that basically says everything that I do needs to come back to this statement.
1: Yeah, yeah I I Thought that part was really helpful in his book too. Um, I don't have a personal vision statement, but actually working through this episode, I was like, I should write one down. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some families have like resolution statements that kind of encapsulates the values that will guide their families, um, but I think we can also have a personal one. So I love that you said that we need to get rid of the secular spiritual divide because. We want all of life to be worship. And so we don't have to pigeonhole our resolutions to just be, you know, Bible study goals or spiritual matters, but it's, you know, how can we submit all of our life to the glory of God? Mm -hmm. And so we have to realize that our lives are different and we've all been entrusted with different resources and we're in different seasons of life. But our ultimate aim of glorifying God through our goals is the same. And so we just have to think about how it's going to practically um, be lived out in our own lives. So we thought it would be helpful to give you guys some examples of things things that we may consider as non-spiritual goals, but they can be goals set to glorify God, if that makes sense. But before we do, I wanted to point you back to episode 46, which Joanna mentioned, um, because in that episode, we actually offer a way to set good goals. And it's with the SMART method. So it's just writing goals in such a way that it's specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. So again, if you haven't listened to that, you may find that to be a helpful resource.
0: Yeah. And I think that's so important that we need to be specific and be realistic about our goals. Otherwise, I can almost guarantee that they're going to be tossed to the wayside. Mm -hmm. You know, like, for example, I have on multiple occasions, set the goal in my mind to eat healthier. (laughs) Simple goal, not specific enough. (laughs) And you know what happens? I eat lots of vegetables for a couple days. And then after that, I just go back to my old habits because mm-hmm. I didn't set a specific goal. So if I eat a little bit of this here, I'm still being healthy until I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really important that we be specific in our goals and, you know, have goals that are actually realistic and that we can stick to because it's better to stick to a realistic goal than to just completely give up on one that is just way too difficult for us. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so like Stephanie said, we do want to give you some examples. These goals that you might think of as non-spiritual, but we wanna show you how they actually are so spiritual because Mm. they are means of glorifying God and not just glorifying him in like 5% of our lives, but glorifying him in all of it, which is much better, right? (laughs) So- First, I want to give an example of a goal I might set with my daughter. So I have a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter. And so first I want to ask myself, okay, what does it mean to seek the kingdom, to glorify God in the way that I raise my daughter? Mm-hmm. And so as I'm thinking through this, I'm thinking, okay, first and foremost, I want to raise her in the love and knowledge of God. Right? I want to show her mm-hmm. the gospel through my interactions with her. I want to teach her the truths of God's word. And I want to teach her what it means to love God Mm -hmm. and to love others. And so, you know, we might just think, okay, well, I guess a goal would be like to memorize scripture with her, which is a great goal to do. But also I could set the goal that might seem non-spiritual of reading a book together every day. Mm-hmm. And so, what does this have to do with my overall goal that I mentioned before? And, you know, I was thinking about it, giving her these skills of reading, of thinking logically, of reasoning that reading with kids gives them. Mm-hmm. This is going to give her the skills that she is going to need to understand the word of God and to read it for herself. Yeah. It's going to give her the skills that she needs to communicate effectively with other people as she loves them and interacts with them. It's going to give her the skills that she needs to observe and learn about the world around us, the world that God's created and see his character displayed in it. And let me tell you so many more things Mm -hmm. and all of these things, even though they may seem non-spiritual are so important for her spiritual formation. Yeah, that's good. You know, another goal that I might set with her is we're going to have a time to talk together every day. Maybe it's right before bed. Maybe I have like a set of questions that I want to ask her or maybe I don't, but we Mm -hmm. have like a special talk time. And why would I do this? well, I want to do this because I want to show her the love that God shows me and inviting me into his presence and Mm -hmm. inviting me to speak with him. I want to create a relationship with her where she feels comfortable coming to me so that when really difficult things come up in her life, questions that she has, temptations that she's facing, mistakes that she's making, that she feels that she can trust me mm-hmm. and come to me. And I would hope that she would come to her parents for that spiritual guidance. Yeah. And so this these might seem like non-spiritual goals, but they have God-glorifying purposes yeah. and intentions. You know, another example, I always think about this example and think about goal setting is goals with my home because I'm always trying to figure out how do I keep my house organized and (laughs) everything clean? (laughs) And so how can I glorify God with my home? Well, I need to consider that my house is a place where hospitality takes place, Mm -hmm. not only for people outside of my family, but for my kids and my husband. Um, I need to consider that Decorating my house or homemaking is a way that I can display God's image by bringing order out of chaos as I do the dishes Mm -hmm. (laughs) or display God's character of beautifying, like Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit beautified creation. And so there are so many things that practically just have to get done in my house. And I need to be intentional about the time that I dedicate to those things, even as I consider other things that I need to be spending my time in Mm -hmm. so with all that in mind Uh, One goal that I might set is to create and stick to an easy-to-follow cleaning schedule so that I can be free to welcome people into my home on shorter notice Mm -hmm. than I would if, you know, my house gets to chaos once a week and then it's like a mad cleaning spree all day. (laughs) Or it also gives me the opportunity to create a welcoming and comfortable environment for my family where they feel safe and secure, which is kind of like what I was saying with those conversations with my daughter earlier. Yeah. And also, it helps me not to end up spending all my free time trying to get the house in order when I could be spending it with family or friends or with my church family. And so these non-spiritual, quote, non-spiritual goals actually can have such God-glorifying purpose behind them. Those are such great examples and really
1: shows us how we can glorify God in different areas of our life, parenting, homemaking, Mm -hmm. it can look so different. We can glorify him in so many different ways. And these practical aspects really kind of help us live out the good intentions Mm -hmm. and the good desires in our hearts to glorify God. I was thinking of an example to share as well. And I thought of one that I'm actually really wrestling with right now um, is how to love our neighbors better in 2020. Hmm. There are hundreds of different ways we can um, show the love of Christ to those around us. And and there are some seasons in life where we can do more and, and some seasons in life where we, we just can't and that's okay. And so, you know, I thought about our season in life and, you know, what we came down to is just simply choosing to leave our garage door open and playing outside in, in the front yard more than in the backyard. And I really do think it can be as simple as that. For me, it's just committing to being outside in the front yard, like on our porch, physically, you know, in the afternoons, like just being visibly accessible during the day um, for our neighbors. And, you know, when those encounters happen, which they're more likely to happen if you're out there, um, just being ready to ask intentional questions when the opportunity comes up. and you know we you may not be in a season of life where you can host someone for dinner once a week and show hospitality in that way but you can choose to place yourself where engagement with your neighbors can take place
0: and just make the most of the time that you do have yeah that's so great and there are so many different ways we could approach this you know like we said the gospel applies to every area of life mm-hmm. so all of our goals can be centered on the gospel whether it is having a healthier eating and exercise lifestyle so that we can have the energy to serve those around us well. Absolutely. Or whether it is creating and sticking to a monthly budget so that we can steward the finances that God has given us and be able to help others in need. Yeah, it, There's really just no end um, to to the goals that we can set for the glory of God you know, I think even after we've set our goals, it's helpful for us to kind of be constantly going back and reevaluating them. And, you know, we should always consider the why behind our goals mm-hmm. and ask ourselves, like, hey, why am I doing this? Uh, do my goals reflect a proper motivation? Sometimes they start with the right motivation. And before mm-hmm. we know it, our heart motivation has kind of gone off track and we need to reevaluate. Yeah. And that's okay and that's a good thing to do. But we need to ask ourselves like is there anything I need to tweak? Do mm-hmm. I need to change anything here? Do I need to put this on hold for a little while? You know, am I doing this to glorify myself or to glorify God? You know, one that I was thinking of that could easily kind of go sour is maybe we do set a goal to, you know, have a healthier eating plan or to exercise this many times a week. And we have a great gospel-centered motivation. And before we know it, we get caught up in Body image Mm -hmm. and the way that people are perceiving us, and maybe we become obsessive about it and we realize, okay, I need to reevaluate this. Maybe I need to step back for a little bit, maybe I need to tweak, and I definitely need to spend some time with the Lord and in confession. And that's a good thing to do to be constantly reevaluating. Yeah, for sure. Um, One
1: thing I appreciate that Jonathan Edwards shared was that he really evaluated his resolutions and and how he was living in line with them like every week. So maybe that's something you can do is just reading over these goals once a week and then evaluating your heart motives behind um, each mm-hmm. of these goals. And so yeah. another just encouragement here is invite a fellow believer into this evaluation process. Yeah, I know for me, it's pretty easy to rationalize things to get what I want. Um, I'm very prone to burnout for this very reason. Or even the body image one that you shared, Um, I've been there. Um, And so I appreciate having my husband or believing friends to speak truth and love to me, to identify the blind spots, to identify where you're just taking it too far. And, you know, it's Mm -hmm. become more about yourself than... um, gospel-oriented. And so I appreciate just having people there to talk and pray with me when they see that I'm not walking in obedience. And because the truth is, like, we need the body of Christ even in this aspect of goal setting. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The body of Christ, other believers, is going to be a great resource to us in this whole process and you know as i was thinking through okay now once we've set our goals how do we follow through with them Mm -hmm. (laughs) the first thing that i was thinking about is accountability yeah you know it really is so helpful to have others walk alongside of us maybe an accountability partner someone that you can check in with about these goals who can Mm -hmm. help you evaluate them and help you follow through yeah um you know, another way to follow through on our goals, I think it's important that we are always keeping the goal of delighting in the Lord as one of our primary goals, mm-hmm. right? Because everything else is going to flow out of that. Right. I also think it's good, practically, to have some kind of system to track your progress, mm-hmm um you know depending on what the goal is whether that's an app on your iphone or a notebook or whatever it may be and i would also say keep coming back to your vision statement mm-hmm. you know the why behind it all because this is going to be your real motivation and when that why is ultimately gospel centered mm-hmm. when it's ultimately pointing to the kingdom of God, that vision statement might look different based on you know where you are in your life. It might be specific based on what you have to steward, but the heart of it should still be to glorify God. Right. But that's what's gonna motivate us, right? And we need to make sure that we are having the proper motivation in front of us. And then finally, this really shouldn't be finally, it should be primarily, <laughs> but ask the Lord for help. He is the one who enables you to do the good work that he has called you to, and he is the one who empowers you and gives you everything that you need to glorify him.
1: Yeah. There are just so many resources and tools available to us right now, so... We should just take advantage of them to help us follow through with our goals. Um, Some others is just power sheets. We've mentioned this many times on the podcast. It's just a simple, intentional goal planning planner. Um, And I actually do this with a friend. So it's just a way to um, incorporate this accountability system on a regular basis. So I meet with her once a month. But yeah, like Joanna said, there's just so many apps and all sorts of things available now. But if you want to just keep it simple, like... Use a notepad. (laughs) The Daily Grace Mm Co. actually has a daily notepad where you can write down a to-do list along with a daily goal and prayer requests and a verse to meditate on all on one sheet. So I found that to be really helpful as well.
0: Yeah, especially for all of you people who like paper and pen. That's such a great way to do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, I think that we also have to realize that in our goals, inevitably, all of us are going to get off track at some point, right? All of us fail, we end up falling off the wagon, yep. the proverbial wagon. <laughs> and so the question is, what do we do in those situations when we get off track? Because let's be real, it happens to the best of us. And what we need to realize is, hey, guess what? The gospel applies here too. It applies to our failures. Right. And you know, we need to remind ourselves in the gospel where our identity is. It's not in what we accomplish. Mm -hmm. It's not in what other people think, or it's not in how much weight we lose or how clean our house is. Our identity is in Christ. Mm -hmm. His worth and his value are ours if we are believers because we, we are united to him. And so what that means is that when we don't do it perfectly, when we fail, when we mess up. There's no need to despair Mm -hmm. because that doesn't define us. Christ defines us. And so, you know, instead of looking at failure as a reason to wallow, we can use it as an opportunity to turn and depend on the Lord. You know, I really believe that God's grace is even in our failures and that God uses our failures in order to bring us back to him, Mm -hmm. in order to call us to dependence and remind us, hey, you can't do this. You need me. I am the one who works all good in you. And that's a sweet place to be because Mm -hmm. it draws us back to God, um, draws us back to himself. So we can remember, hey, God's mercies are new every morning and we can carry on by the power of the Holy Spirit. God is the one who supplies us with everything we need to seek his kingdom. And so we have the grace and the strength in him to keep going. A bump in the road is not something that should just make us throw our hands up and quit, but it is a reason to lean more into God, depend on him more as we walk forward in his grace.
1: Yeah, and the failures and bumps just remind us that this is not the end. Right. This is not Mm -hmm. our home. We have eternity to um, just fix our gazes on. And so I think when we do come up against feelings of despair or defeat or even self condemnation for not following through, um, that's just an opportunity to um, evaluate our hearts and maybe take Mm -hmm. some time to confess and ask the Lord to just kind of help our minds to be saturated by gospel truths. And don't get me wrong, I imagine many of us will experience moments of discouragement now and again. So we're not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I actually think that's very normal because sanctification is slow. It's unending on this side of eternity. And I loved what John Piper said. I found this really helpful. Um, He said, do not be an all or nothing person. When it comes to this process of sanctification in our Christian faith, like don't be an all or nothing person because if you are, then you are going to give up with that mentality. You are going to give up on the Christian faith because um, it is unending. We're not going to reach perfection on this side of eternity. And so I found that helpful because I am sort of an all or nothing person. Um, So just seeing little failures and bumps um, as You know, God's grace towards me to remind me, like you said, to lean further into Him and to fix my eyes on eternity. And to just trust in the sanctifying work He is doing in our everyday lives, right? He is working even when we may not see it that day or that week. Like true progress is never quick and it's um, maybe not even readily apparent right away. But God is in this business of gospel transformation, which is lasting change. Yeah. He's not Mm -hmm. even demanding a quick fix or moral reformation from us. Right. He's after our hearts Mm -hmm. and it takes time to shape our hearts. And so Mm -hmm. in our moments of discouragement, we can remember the gospel. We can remember the cross and the great love he displayed. Like he is for us and he is transforming us from one degree of glory to another. And the mm-hmm. gospel reminds us that Jesus is the good news. Union with him, not acting a certain way. Um, so let our discouragements just call us back to dependence on him and remember the joy that is set before us, right? Our future glorification with Christ for eternity. We have that to look forward to.
0: Mm, Yeah, I love that. We are such people that like a quick fix, right? Like to see immediate change, but the change that God is concerned with is a change that lasts, and it's okay if that takes time. For sure. I love that. You know, I think that we just have to We have to remember, as we are looking at this process of setting goals, keeping up with goals, recovering from failed goals, that we all have different life circumstances. We all have different resources, different things that we have been given to steward, Mm -hmm. but we all have the same ultimate highest calling, and that is to glorify God. And so as we look at our goals, let's consider how God has entrusted us with the lives he has given to us and how we can use them to that end of glorifying God.
1: Yeah, let us just be wise and make the best use of our time in 2020. And you know, one goal that we can all have is reading through the Bible in a year. Um, we talked at length about this in episode 48, um, but just reading all of scripture is just profitable and it's and it's nourishment to our souls. And so that should be a goal for all of us. And if you don't have a Bible reading plan yet, we invite you to join us at the Daily Grace Co. We're having a Bible reading challenge where we read through the entire Bible in a year. Um, and we offer it for free on the daily grace co app so you can track your progress you can leave comments and interact with other um, people in the daily grace co community or if you want a pdf we offer it for free at the dailygraceco.com so we would love for you to join us there as well and yeah we look forward to talking with you all again next week